This is the Troll Patrol. Live. With Justin. Freaking. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. Hold on. It's a freaking Wednesday. I had to look. For some reason, I thought it was Thursday. Hey, before we get started tonight, I would like to send everyone a message. Apparently, not everyone knew this. And I was not aware that not everyone knew this. You can go in a shelter at any time that they are open during public hours. You can go in and you can just pet the kitties. You can go into the kennel and you can grab a leash and take one of the puppies out back for a walk. I, I asked a friend if they would like to go with me to the shelter like once a week. Pet some kitties and take a puppy out for the walk, out for a walk. And they seemed bemused by the fact that I thought you could do that. Now, I'm pretty sure that's the way it works in all shelters. It, it, that's the way it has been in every shelter I've ever been in. I would assume you can just go in and play with the cats and the dogs because they're up for adoption. Why wouldn't they want you to come in and play with the cats and the dogs? Now, it's hard to get people to go with you to the shelter because they describe the horrid conditions and the emotional toll that it takes on you. Seeing animals that a lot of times have been abused, abandoned. I completely understand that. However, that's the whole reason I want to go. If I can spend an hour out of my day once a week, once a month even, to go and provide a little joy to an animal that is otherwise going to have to sit there and be in a kennel all day and look at the walls, if I can take them out and, and let them have some fresh air and go for a walk and have some contact and some love... That's, I, God damn, that is so little effort on my part. So if you were, if you were unaware of this, yes, you can go to a shelter. You can just pet the kitties. You can pet the puppies. You can take them for a walk and I highly encourage it. It is an issue that I am quite passionate about. I thought I was a sociopath for many, many years, but I break into tears talking about puppies and kitties and shit. So and I get anything like that informs my worldview on politics as well. Those animals that are in shelter, in shelters, they they they've got no control over that. They're there through no fault of their own. So I want to work to make their lives better, easier, more full of love and meaning. And that's the same thing with my politics. Most of the people that are affected by governmental policy through no fault of their own. So that's why I'm passionate about issues of criminal justice reform and wealth inequality. So there you go. So we got a fantastic show tonight. An Olympic athlete is blaming a burrito for a failed drug test. Sounds like an episode of Seinfeld. (laughs) 
We're going to talk about, oh, the Fox News reporter. We watched the video of her, of her saying she was going to Project Veritas last night. We actually had the interview that she did with Project Veritas. And the information that supposedly Fox News was silencing her about. Spoiler alert, she wanted to talk about hydrochloroquine. <laughs> that, that was what she said Fox was censoring her over. All the coverage of Biden's meeting with uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin, mainly about the press gaffes he suffered. We're going to hear from Vladimir Putin, who said something incredibly interesting during his press conference. We're going to play a clip of that. Florida has banned critical race theory. I doubt any of the legislatures that voted for it, any of the legislators that voted for it, I'm not high enough for this shit yet. Any of the legislators that voted for it could actually tell you what CRT is. Indiana is being sued over ending their unemployment extension. I don't know about every state, but I know uh, in my state, it is a billion dollars worth of federal funds that a red state with a poor population is just turning their nose up at. A billion dollars. A billion fucking dollars that a state is just turning down. Starting off tonight, it's police brutality. It is not a party in the USA. A Honolulu cop shot a teen eight times. Now he's facing murder charges. You've got a little snippet of the video, so I'm going to go ahead and hit the content warning fuckers. A Honolulu cop fatally shot a 16-year-old boy eight times. Shot a 16-year-old boy eight times, including once in the back of the head after a vehicle pursuit. The officer had claimed, among other things, that the car the teen was driving had reversed towards him and rammed his car. But body camera footage from the April 5th incident didn't back up that. According to local prosecutors, now the officer and two of his colleagues are facing murder charges. According to an announcement prosecutors made yesterday, Jeffrey H.L. Tom, a five-year veteran of the Honolulu Police Department, was charged with second-degree murder for allegedly shooting the teen driver, Irainber Skyap. I butchered your name. My my apologies. Once in the back of the head, twice in the back of the neck, four times in the back, and once in his arm. The evidence supports the conclusion that the defendant's use of force in this case was unnecessary, unreasonable, and unjustified under the law, prosecutors said. If convicted, any of the three officers could face life sentences with the possibility for a parole and at least 20 years behind bars without a chance at parole due to their use of semi-automatic firearms in connection with alleged offense. Woo! The Department of Honolulu prosecuting attorney said in a statement on Tuesday that in the meantime, the the Honolulu Police Department said the cops will be placed on desk duty. So, of course, they're still collecting taxpayer money. This is part of the video. We only have like a snippet of it. Stop the vehicle! 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 Stop the vehicle!
At no time has the car gone backwards. The cop had the time to get in their trunk and pull out an assault rifle. That's, that's what you were seeing right here. He's getting into the back of his car. He's getting into the trunk. So the car didn't even accelerate until after they'd shot. Holy fuck, this is a kid. This is a kid. Doesn't understand what's going on. Is probably scared to fucking death. As he should be. Cold-blooded murderers. The incident began after the three officers who were all in patrol vehicles were called to the area of Kawaku uh, Beach Park in the afternoon when someone spotted a white Honda Civic that had been reported stolen two days earlier. The vehicle was also allegedly connected to crimes including an armed robbery, a theft, and a purse snatching. Police have said that uh, Cycap was driving the vehicle though he and other young people in the car have not yet been identified as being involved in any of those alleged offenses, prosecutors said. Though that doesn't mean that they weren't involved, they noted in their complaint. After officers arrived, the Honda Civic drove out of the park and accelerated when the cops attempted to conduct a traffic stop, according to the complaint. A high-speed pursuit ensued for about 10 minutes until the cops were able to corner the Honda at an intersection. As the cops, who were in the same patrol car, got out of their vehicle, two passengers of the Honda fled. Another cop also hopped out of his patrol vehicle to confront the car's occupant. A 10-year veteran of the police department went to the driver's side of the Honda and demanded that the remaining four passengers, including Psycap, get out while holding them at gunpoint, according to the complaint. Ani ran around the passenger side, tried to open the door, and pointed his gun at the interior of the car. At this time, the Honda was blocked from moving forward by one of the patrol cars. It had come to a complete stop. An attorney for Psycap's family told the Honolulu Star Advertiser. Yet Tom fired 10 rounds into the rear window. While the other officer also fired a single round just above the driver's door handle, though it apparently did not hit Cap. As the officers were shooting at the vehicle, which was still in drive, it moved forward and struck Odney's empty squad car before rolling over an empty sidewalk and falling into a canal. One officer later wrote in a report that the Honda had rammed his car. All cops lie. I've seen it time and time again. I've yet to see a police report that actually resembled what happened. And I think that we need legislation addressing that. It should be fucking obstruction of justice to lie on a police report. Hands down. And we should have some sort of independent review board that looks over all these police reports and compares it 
to the body camera footage. The police chief seemed rattled by the prosecutor's decision to pursue charges despite the fact that his officer fucking murdered somebody. The prosecuting attorney had already presented evidence to an Oahu grand jury on June 9th. And jurors declined to indict the three cops. Hmm. Well, we know how those uh, grand jury proceedings go. We are surprised by the prosecuting attorney's announcement to seek charges against the officers after a grand jury composed of citizens decided not to indict them. This is highly unusual, and we are not aware of similar action having been taken in the past. While we await the court's decision, we will continue to protect and serve the community as we have always done, you know, by murdering them, apparently. The Honolulu Police Department did not immediately return Vice News' request for comment. The state of Hawaii Organization of Police Officers also did not respond to a request for comment because, of course, they did. Apparently, chaos in the courtroom earlier today as... Simone Biles' brother was acquitted on murder charges. I had no clue that this trial was going on. But apparently there was a scene that broke out in the courtroom, so let's check out what's going on here. Coming to us from TMZ. Ladies and gentlemen, this matter has drawn to a conclusion. I thank everyone uh, for their effort, and my heart goes out to the families of the victims. We're in recess. Wow. I mean, the emotion they're feeling is understandable. This is from a body camera of one of the deputies, it looks like. I mean, this, this is a common occurrence. They're probably just going to put her in the drunk tank for a couple hours and then let her go without any charges. I don't know. She's black. They might actually throw the fucking book at her. But in most circumstances, when that happens, it's, uh, it's understandable. And... Yeah, they're they're going to take her to a holding cell for a couple hours. And I mean, when I say drunk tank, I don't even mean that. Like, there's a holding cell in the courthouse that's away from the actual jail. Let's go. Let's go. That's probably where they're going to keep her for a little bit. Let's go. Obviously, she was upset at the verdict. Simone Biles' brother was acquitted of all charges stemming from a 2018 New Year's Eve shooting in Ohio. 26-year-old Tevin Biles Thomas was facing charges of murder, voluntary manslaughter, and felonious assault following the incident where his 23-year-old cousin, a 19-year-old, and a 21-year-old died. Holy shit. 
Biles Thomas, who pled not guilty, was in court in Cleveland when the judge granted his attorney's request to acquit him on all charges due to a lack of evidence. When announcing the ruling, the judge pointed out several inaccuracies with witness descriptions of the shooter's, uh, of the shooter's clothing, among other issues. Biles Thomas's attorney also claims, so there wasn't even a verdict, this was just, well, it was a judge's verdict, also claims Tevin never fired any shots during the shooting. Biles Thomas's attorney, Joseph Patitus, addressed the confrontation following the acquittal, saying, we get it, she's angry, she was led to believe that Mr. Biles was guilty when he wasn't, and she reacted like a mother, we don't fault her for that, of course not. So, just a crazy situation that probably received more attention than it should have just because of who his estranged sister was. His estranged sister. What's up, Tones? A follow-up from the story that we did the other day. Ronnie O'Neill is defending himself in his murder trial. Had an insane opening argument. Apparently, he cross-examined his son. And his 11-year-old son said that O'Neill indeed stabbed him. So, whoo. I don't believe we have the actual footage from the courtroom because it's a minor. Let's just hear the story from Fox 13. With this boy's act of bravery after surviving the unthinkable. I just saw my dad holding a shotgun and my mom, like, and mom screaming at him. That little boy testifying at his father's murder trial. He's the son of Ronnie O'Neill, his father on trial for the murder of the boy's mother and sister, and also for trying to kill Ronnie, allegedly. Now, because he's representing himself, this creates the unusual scenario of the father cross-examining, questioning his own son. The, the man is accused of trying to kill him. Wild! Basically questioning his son's testimony. Fox 13's Aaron Mesmer is live at the courthouse in Hillsborough County. Aaron, even separated by video screen because the boy is in a remote location, this... Um, had to take incredible courage by this now 11-year-old boy. Yeah, Chris, he was incredibly brave. He showed unbelievable composure in that remote location as he gave his testimony this morning, followed and, and was had to describe... Now, it, it, it seems from his testimony that the defendant is indeed guilty. O'Neill is guilty. But now we... I do want to point out there is a lot of issues with witness testimony, especially with children and being led. I, I, I want to couch that in that information. These horrific events that occurred that evening. Um, what you are about to hear is part of little Ronnie's testimony. He's 11 years old now, followed by some of the cross-examination that he experienced uh, with his father, who, as you said, is representing himself. This was the first time that they have seen each other and spoken to each other since that, uh, the attack. Poor kid, poor kid, having to go through having to go through the whole traumatic event. Um, I just saw my dad holding a shotgun, and my mom like, 
their mom screaming at him. And your father had a shotgun. What happened next? What did he do? My, my mom ran to my sister's room. My mom ran in my sister's room and terrified into the closet. And then my dad said, come here and come kill this beaver. Did you hear any shots from the shotgun before that? Yes. How many times? One. Was there a time when your mother was able to get out of the closet? She was like stumbling outside, and then I just saw my dad chase her. What do you remember happening next? God. My dad told me to walk around and say like some words. And do you remember what words your father told you to say? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. So he he claims that the cops took him saying Allah Akbar and copied it over and over again. He says like, no, I might have said it once, but I didn't say it as many times as they're accusing me of. I called the hair the weekend special the other day, but it's not the weekend actually. That is Jay-Z's current haircut apparently. Why are you yelling Allah Akbar? Yes, he uh, hit her with an axe. And then he went in the garage, I followed him. He put, like, he put me on the ground. And then he, like, had his foot on top. I was laying my stomach. He had his foot on top of me. And he was holding me down. Those damn leftists always talking about how Islam is so cool. Trying to indoctrinate everybody. Okay, okay, okay. Here we go, here we go. The father getting ready to cross as his own defense attorney is going to cross-examine his son who was a witness to his own crime. Jesus Christ. It's good to see you, man. Good to see you, too. Did you see me shoot your mom? No. Did I hurt you that night of this incident? Yes. I did. And how did I hurt you? You stabbed me. And investigators have said that Ronnie O'Neill tried to set his son and their house on fire uh, before this night of, of violence ended, according to investigators. Again, that was the first time that that father and son have seen each other since that violent night back in March 2018. Uh, the boy's father, what you kind of heard there was him. Violent night. Holy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, fu- <laughs> I'm I'm coming down on the side of the dude is guilty. Clearly, he is mentally ups- unstable. But I do. That's just my opinion. Yes, I sang "Violent Night." That's what the, that's what the reporter said. He said "Violent Night," so it it caused me to bust out in song. Him trying to call into question. A-
Back in March 2018, uh, the boy's father, what you kind of heard there was him trying to call into question his, son recolle his son's recollection of the events of that night. And he, you know, he says that there's some kind of inconsistencies in between what the boy says now and what he had said to detectives and attorneys in the years that followed uh, that night. But that's possible, you know, highly the possible. Prosecutors have really tried to hammer home here. What they tried to, to make sure the jury understood is that, in their opinion, there's only one person who could have carried out the crimes that were committed that night, and that person is the defendant, Ronnie O'Neill III. Live in Tampa, Aaron Messner, Fox 13 News. I don't I don't know what O'Neill's reasoning is, who he is claiming did carry out the killing. It must be an OJ like, well, I don't know, I'll help you find the real killer kind of thing. Because apparently, like, his only defense is that the cops lied about him. Now, I tend to agree. The cops probably the cops probably lied about you, Ronnie O'Neill, just because the cops do that even when they don't have to lie. It just it's it's what they do. They're pathological or some shit. So I wouldn't doubt that the cops actually lied about you, Ronnie O'Neill. However, I'm kinda leaning towards the side that you're guilty. Because you seem highly unstable. And you should not have defended yourself. I'm I'm all about exercising your rights, defending yourself in court if you want to, but do it on like a charge that doesn't fucking matter, not when you're charged with murder. Get an actual attorney, sir. This is not to be construed as legal advice. It's just life advice. So, Congressman Mo Brooks, let's get an update on this whole saga. Representative Eric Swalwell is suing Congressman Mo Brooks. Representative Mo Brooks. Those words are interchangeable. In civil court over his involvement in the January 6th insurrection, Mo Brooks' wife has now got an arrest warrant out for the private investigator that you see pictured right here that served his wife, pictured right here, with the civil summons. So we do actually have the video. Brooks himself released the home camera footage. Oh shit. How did YouTube get around my fucking ad blocker? That's a that's crazy. So this is that's Mo Brooks's wife pulling into their garage right there. There is the private investigator pulling up their driveway, running in. There's the civil complaint. He pulls out his phone to record to show that she's been served. This is all 100% legal. This is how private investigators work. You can see the timestamp. This has not been sped up. He is in there less than 30 seconds. Still has his phone out recording. No longer has the civil summons. She tries to block him from getting out of the driveway. You know, like somebody who fears for their life during a criminal trespass. U.S. Representative Mo Brooks said Wednesday his wife has sworn out an arrest warrant for the man who served a lawsuit at their Huntsville home on June 6th. 
Brooks have said that they would seek the warrant for misdemeanor criminal trespassing after the process server entered the garage as his wife was returning home. Brooks' wife, Martha, filed a police report immediately after the incident. Now, in comment sections on AL.com, people pointed out, like, they have gone and tried to get a criminal complaint on people, and it takes fucking months. But, oh, fucking Mo Brooks with his bullshit can go get a arrest warrant. An attorney for Democratic California congressman, Eric Swalwell, who named Brooks as a defendant in the lawsuit being served, has said there was nothing illegal or inappropriate about the service. There wasn't. In response, Brooks released the home security video of the process server appearing to enter the garage. Christian Sekalik. Sekaliki. 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 There we go. Sekaliki. That's how you say it. Christian Sekaliki, in an affidavit of service, said that he served the lawsuit on Martha Brooks after entering the open garage door. That's what we all saw. Took less than a minute. Brooks later issued a press release from his congressional office announcing that the warrant had been sworn out. Mo and I take our security very seriously, as do all families, Martha Brooks said in a press release. Mo Brooks, who helped incite a fucking riot at the Capitol, takes security very seriously. My hope is that my actions today will cause the process server to think twice before illegally ev- invading the sanctity of someone else's home and put those who would threaten our security on notice that we will pursue illegal actions to the fullest extent of the law, says the man ducking a goddamn lawsuit. Treasonous piece of shit. Brooks said in a press release, Congressman Eric Swalwell lied in his politically motivated, meritless lawsuit against President Donald Trump and me. When he, falsely, when he falsely claimed I incited the January 6th Capitol violence. We saw it. We have you on video. You specifically, Mo Brooks, said some of the most incendiary things that morning. The case has been turned over to the Madison County District Attorney's Office. DA Rob Broussard said last week that extradition would not be sought of Sekleki, who is based in Atlanta, giving, uh, given the nature of the charge. The warrant could be served, however, if Sekleki returned to Huntsville. So, Sekleki, please don't ever come here and visit our... the NASA Museum with the rocket out front. That's about all we got. Seriously, I don't... Visit our uh, Nazi fucking... What do you call it? Civic Auditorium. Our Civic Auditorium that's named after a Nazi. Come visit that. Thick licky. All right, Tucker Carlson apparently has the goods on the feds when it comes to the January 6th insurrection... Maybe Mo Brooks is right. Maybe they, they they were lied about. Maybe I did not see and hear what I saw and heard on January 6th as we sat here and watched it on stream together. Tucker is going to set us straight. Let us have it, Tucky. Filing. Those law enforcement officers 
participated in the riot, sometimes in violent ways. We know that because without fail, the government has thrown the book at most people who are present in the Capitol on January 6th. There was a nationwide dragnet to find them. And Not your fascists, yes. Confinement tonight. But strangely, some of the key people who participated on January 6th have not been charged. Look like Trump and Mo Brooks. Those people, unindicted co-conspirators. What does that mean? Well, it means that in potentially every single case, they were FBI operatives. Really? In the Capitol on January 6th. For example, one of those unindicted co-conspirators is someone government documents identify only as Person 2. According to those documents, Person 2 stayed in the same hotel room as a man called Thomas Caldwell, an insurrectionist, a man alleged to be a member of the group The Oath Keepers. Person I was about to say, yes, we do have information that the FBI had plants inside of several of these groups like Patriot Prayer and The Oath Keepers. Yes, Tucker. The barricades at the Capitol on January 6th alongside Thomas Caldwell. The government's indictments further indicate that Caldwell, who, by the way, is a 65-year-old man, this dangerous insurrectionist, was led to believe there would be a, quote, quick reaction force also participating on January 6th. That quick reaction force, Caldwell was told, would be led by someone called Person 3, who had a hotel room and an accomplice with him. But wait, here's the interesting thing. Person 2 and Person 3 were organizers of the riot. <laughs> the government knows who they are, but the government... Hopefully not for much longer. Them. Why is that? You know why. They were almost certainly working for the FBI. So FBI operatives were organizing... The whoa, 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 whoa. There is a difference between working for the FBI... And being a snitch for the FBI. Those are two completely different things, Tucker. On the Capitol on January 6th, according to government documents. Exactly, Tones. They turned informant. And those two are not alone. In all, Revolver News reported there are, quote, upwards of 20 unindicted co-conspirators in the Oath Keeper indictments, all playing various roles in the conspiracy, who have not been charged for virtually the exact same activities, and in some cases, much, much more severe activities, as those named alongside them. Like what? Huh? Huh? Uh, Tucker is conflating a couple of different things there, and that's it's not the story that he thinks it is. But just to follow up, like, you know... They're fascist in our police forces and in the, in the government and even in the FBI? That would not surprise me at all. Fucker. On to some good news, shall we? Representative Cory Bush introduces a bill to decriminalize possession of all drugs. As well she should. A pair of House Democrats introduced legislation on Tuesday that would decriminalize possession of all drugs at the federal level for personal use and begin the process of prioritizing a public health approach to drug use over punishment and policing. Long, long overdue because we already have all the data to know that is the approach that actually works. Locking people up doesn't work. Stigmatizing drugs doesn't work. Criminalization doesn't work. 
These are the necessary first steps advocates say for ending the war on drugs 50 years after it was first declared by President Richard Nixon. Yeah, fuck Joe Manchin. Apparently, uh, Joe Manchin was caught at his conference call. There's an intercept piece. I believe it's the intercepted podcast for this week talking about Manchin's call with billionaires. Representatives Cory Bush and Bonnie Watson Coleman introduced the Drug Policy Reform Act, which would eliminate federal criminal penalties for possession of any drug for personal use, including marijuana, cocaine, opiates, opioids, various psychedelics, and other drugs banned under the Control Substances Act. I will toke one up to that. The bill aims to begin repairing some of the damage to communities and the lives of individuals caused by the drug war, which has contributed heavily to mass incarceration and other forms of state violence that have fallen hardest on low-income communities and people of color. Seems like everything in our fucking society falls on low-income communities and people of color. Legislation calls on Congress to refocus its strategies from addressing drug use toward an approach that is health-focused, evidence-based, and respectful of self-determination. Sounds like freedom to me! The bill would shift regulatory authority over the Controlled Substances Act from the Department of Justice and its Drug Enforcement Agency to the Department of Health and Human Services signaling a seismic shift in terms of future policy that could reframe drug use as a health issue rather than a criminal offense, at least for the federal government. Now, I have no hope that this will pass in the near future, but I am hopeful that it's probably going to pass by the end of the decade. Fair? I think we, I think we can do that. It's not going to pass, presently. It's especially not going to pass if the Democrats lose Congress. Just saying. The state of Indiana. I do that a lot. I confuse freedom and socialism. The state of Indiana sued over the cancellation of federal unemployment programs. Good. There has, not, there has not been enough talk about the fact that unemployment ends in several states this week. Bernie Sanders has called on the Treasury Department to try to find some way to continue paying. I always miss you. Media winch. Mm-hmm. I got a little queer last night, by the way. Indiana sued over the cancellation of federal unemployment programs. Two legal organizations in Indiana are suing the state for the governor's decision to opt out of the federally funded pandemic unemployment programs. By the way, Media Winch, we're going to be talking about the Fox News reporter here in just a second. We've got a whole fucking 20-minute video of her. All her evidence. Whole interview about her motives. Oh, shit, it's going to be so fun. 
Indiana Legal Services and Macy Swanson Hicks and uh, God, I've I've seen that I've I've heard that pronounced before. Uh, swar, swar, I'm fucking it up. I've I've seen it pronounced before. I know I know I can say it. Good Lord. Um, now, if you put this alongside the Sour SL5 self-loading shotgun, the Sour 101, I think got the perfect... Sour? Sour, okay, okay. Like a Sig Hauer. Sour law firm. If all the joint laws... And I didn't look up the dude's name earlier. I feel sorry for that. The one in Hawaii. Seems like I have some sort of ethic bias. Ethnic... Ethic... Ethnic bias there, which is not the case at all. There was just a lot of names I didn't want to try to pronounce in the Hawaii story. The challenge to Governor Eric Holcomb's decision is based on Indiana law that requires the state to procure all available federal insurance benefits to citizens. Call me Mr. Quaid. God, he hasn't put out a, a hilarious video in a while, has he? Or has he and I've just missed it. Indiana is one of the 25 Republican-led states eliminating or planning to eliminate certain unemployment programs this month and early next month. Alaska, Iowa, Missouri, and Mississippi canceled their programs on Saturday. The federal expiration is in September. Indiana plans to cut off benefits on June 19th. Crazy day. I think it's one of five states that are going to be doing so on the 19th. Costing the state $1.3 billion in federal money. That includes the $300 in weekly benefits extra through the Pandemic Unemployment Assistance Program. Including giving it to workers who don't usually qualify like gig workers and contractors. So, it says that the attorneys make a compelling case against the governor's actions, saying that they violate the directive of Indiana state law to protect the unemployed, according to an unemployment insurance expert and senior fellow at the Century Foundation. I hope the court will swiftly put a temporary injunction in place to maintain benefits. That would only apply to Indiana. In May, lawmakers, including Senators Ron Wyden and Bernie Sanders, urged the Labor Secretary to find a way to pay benefits to PUA recipients, with Sanders noting that it is congressionally mandated requirement. In the 25 states, more than 4 million workers will see their benefits slashed. Nearly 3 in 5 workers affected by the early expiration in the 25 states will be left with no benefits at all. And we'll see what kind of effect that has on the economy going forward. Because we know, at least in the short term, that these stimulus checks really helped keep us afloat throughout the pandemic. And the extended unemployment lifted people out of poverty. That is sad when that little money from the federal government lifts people out of poverty.
The Senate yesterday passed the bill to make Juneteenth a federal holiday. The House passed it just a couple of hours ago. The Senate passed it unanimously. I'm sure the House didn't pass it unanimously. There are like 30 dickhead Republicans that voted against it. You know that. 21 Republicans voted against the medals for the Capitol Police. So you know there was at least 30 vote against fucking Juneteenth, if not 40 or 50. Let's find out, shall we? I put my shit together. No, I'm sorry. Not heel. I put my shit together before the house. Uh, fuck, I can't type. Before the house actually passed it. See what the vote was. Senator Ron Johnson, a close ally to former President Donald Trump, had previously blocked the bill in the Senate, citing its cost and lack of debate. On Tuesday, that's when he said he would no longer block it. The bill passed 415 to 14. Better than I thought. I'm amazed. I'm I'm assuming there was some abstention there. All the no votes were cast by Republicans. Representative Matt Rosendale, the first Republican to announce he would vote no, said he saw the bill as an attempt to celebrate identity politics. For those who don't know, uh, Juneteenth is when the like final, uh, final colony of enslaved people, I guess, I, colony is not the right word, the final enslaved people in Texas learned of the end of the Civil War. That's what Juneteenth celebrates. For many black Americans, especially those from southern states, Juneteenth, also known as Emancipation Day or Freedom Day, has been an important day in history for over 150 years. In 1865, the last enslaved African Americans in Galveston, Texas, were finally notified that the Civil War was over and that they were free. The news came more than two years after President Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation granting freedom to all slaves in the Confederate States. Since that day, Juneteenth has become a time to both remember the country's history of slavery and to celebrate black independence. Still, some states recognize different dates of emancipation. In Florida, advocates are pushing for the state to recognize May 20th as Emancipation Day, when the news reached enslaved African Americans in that state. Washington, D.C., April 16th, is the city recognized Emancipation Day because Lincoln had abolished slavery in the nation's capital on that day in 1862. As of Wednesday, Juneteenth is recognized by 48 states in the, in the District of Columbia as a state or ceremonial holiday. It's coming up on Saturday, right? Yes. I wonder how many of the representatives that voted against it were from Florida. Florida banning critical race theory in schools. Let's hear the 
Talking Heads over at Newsmax. Isn't that Scott Walker? What the fuck is he doing there? ...of this at the college level again, uh, perhaps focusing on critical race theory and teaching uh, the, that people fall into these two categories, either oppressor or oppressed. Oh, we see it in colleges, we see it in universities, we see it in school. Guys, critical race theory teaches you that you are either oppressed or you are an oppressor. That's what, that's what CRT is. And she knows for sure. These four white people that are whiter than I am, for God's sakes. Four white people are sure that's what CRT means. Not only in high school, but even younger. I, I know it's something allies talked about. Certainly we've seen it at Young America's Foundation. Uh, but let's face it, what this is is state-sponsored racism. That's simply what it is. Angela's exactly right. This is pulling back uh, the, the curtain and showing it for what it really is. Ron DeSantis and other leaders across America. One of the things that I learned was that most high school graduates can't name slavery as the cause of the Civil War. And what that boils down to is a lot of teachers are afraid to actually talk about it because of shitheads like this. Even though it was explicit in the in the Articles of Confederacy, or no, I'm sorry, in the in the Declaration of Succession, whatever the fucking document was called, the Confederacy said it. The Articles of Confederacy was something completely different, predating the founding of our country, the prototype for the founding of our country. So it was that fact, learning that most high schoolers don't know that slavery was the cause of the Civil War. That's why we need facts taught. I don't, I don't, I don't like calling historical facts critical race theory. I think you're conflating different things. Exactly. 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 Stand for state-sponsored racism. You want to teach American history? You want to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly? You can absolutely do, do that. Put that in comparison to what other countries even do today, places like China, where they still have what, detention what? camps. We need to learn from the past, but we can't do it if we just automatically assume that one group of individuals is, is superior than others purely based on their race. Uh, that is literally the Confederacy's argument for seceding from the Union. That they were part of a race that was superior to another race. You understand that, right, Scott Walk? No, you don't fucking understand it. You don't. You don't know shit. But apparently, teaching like that is not what anyone is teaching in any school. That one race is superior to another race. But now, if they were teaching the cause of the Civil War was that a certain group of white people thought they were superior and that it was in their economic interest to enslave other people and that they used racism as the justification for it, which is historical fucking fact. I might even have something like this saved. 
Our government was founded on slavery. Its foundations are laid. Its cornerstones rest upon the great truth that the, I'm not going to say it for Twitch purposes, is not equal to the white man. That slavery submission to the superior race is his natural con- and normal condition. This was a direct quote from Alexander Stevens, the Confederate vice president. From PragerU, if you recognize it, this is a PragerU screenshot. Just saying. Let's listen to Senator Kennedy talk about the Simpsons, shall we? Thank you, Mr. President. Um, this should be fun. Uh, Mr. President is one of my colleagues. And I'm totally not high enough for this. Uh, Mr. Eli Vida. And I also, Mr. President, ask unanimous consent that Mr. Uh, Boatner Calhoun who is an intern in my office, be granted four privileges. I'm sorry. I am sorry that I pick on this old lady as much as I do. Those are some snazzy glasses, though. Actually, that is one of PragerU's early videos. That is a... I use it on right-wingers all the fucking time. It is the history professor at West Point. The history chair at West Point. Talking about the causes of the Civil War. It's one, it's one of their very early videos, like 2012, 2013. And it's really fucking good. Like, it's correct. And then you get you get these right-wingers that are all conditioned by, like, PragerU being, like, nothing but sheer propaganda. And you throw that at them, like, yes, the Civil War was about slavery. Like it is, it is one of their early videos, and it is like the video itself is quite good, and it's actually one of the reasons why I gave PragerU some leeway early on. Now, in the last five years, PragerU has not been good at all. Uh, here, let me pull up the video for you guys so you can see. Was the American Civil War fought because of slavery? Yes, this is this is the video. Uh, it's from 2015. Excellent video. And anytime any right winger wants to give you some guff and say the Civil War wasn't about slavery, this is the video to show them. Because this motherfucker gives you the smackdown. Overwhelming. He, that West Point professor attributed it more to slavery than my own history professor. Like, my own history professor was very like, yes, the Civil War was about slavery, but it was all these other factors, but slavery was intertwined in all these other factors. Like, he was like, he went to great pains to try to not have protests over the way he taught it. Well, the 30% state rights was, you know, states' rights to own slaves. Like, the states' rights argument falls apart. Like, the South argued states' rights when it was convenient for them, but they went against states' rights with free states when slaves would get away. The South would like, no, 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 you don't have a right to to let this slave live free. We have a right to them. Bring them back. So, the fucking, the hypocritical, the, the Contradictory positions, that's all the conservative position has ever been, is extremely contradictory. 
It rings true even today. That's that's correct. Fucking All right, Senator Kennedy, talk to us about Homer Simpson, please. Remainder of the Congress. Without objection. Thank you, Mr. President. I, I want to talk, Mr. President, for a few minutes about uh, nuclear energy. Seriously, I'm sorry I pick on this old President lady so Biden, much. Of course, as we both are aware, it's called climate change a, quote, existential threat. Sir, it is. It is, quote, the one number My one friends are cooking on the West Coast right now. Um, Secretary <laughs> Kerry, who, as we know, is President Biden's climate envoy, has said that uh, climate change is a, quote, life and death issue. Uh, President Biden's national climate advisor. Okay, as, as an aside, I just want to say, like, he, he referred to John Kerry as Secretary Kerry. I hate that we do that in this country, that we allow people to continue having their titles after they no longer hold that office. I And I, like, it's one of those nationalistic things that, like, I didn't even think about until somebody pointed it out to me. But, like, that, that's something they do in fucking like British royalty shit. You get to keep your title after you leave the office. It's stupid that we do it here in America. Don't call him Secretary fucking Kerry. He's some sort of envoy in the administration right now, but he's not a secretary in the administration. Sorry, that is completely irrelevant to what we're talking about, but I just wanted to point that out. Like, that's fucking stupid that we do that. The Honorable Gina McCarthy believes that saving the environment is, quote, the fight of our lifetimes. It is, sir, it is. Mr. President, if you ask many members of Congress, not all of them, I don't want to paint with too broad a brush, but if you ask many members of Congress what they think the solution to our environmental issues um, is, they will probably respond to renewable energy. Um, But if we're really worried about the climate, and I know we all are, we all want clean. Are we? Are we? You're the senator from Louisiana. I'd suggest that we also... It's a good guess. It's a good guess that he would say fracking, but it's not going to be fracking. Nuclear energy is not only safe, but it is clean. And frankly, it can produce more power than renewables. Nuclear energy, Mr. President, as you know, creates little or no carbon emissions. Let me say that. Nuclear energy created this fucking hazard in Chernobyl. that They had to build this special sarcophagus to go over top of it to contain it. They're worried about it fucking still. To this day, they're worried about a meltdown and it's seeping through the fucking floor. And there's some sort of fucking black mold that survives on the radiation that if it ever got out, it'd probably kill us all. We'd have some kind of Resident Evil fucking monsters coming at us. You, I, It is amazing to me how much radiation, like fucking Chernobyl still puts out into the fucking world. Now, granted, there are... I'm conflicted about nuclear energy. If we're going to do it, we need to have the most modern technology because where we've had instances 
of failures. It's been old technology. It has been shit safety procedures. So, like, I'm not against nuclear energy. I'm open to it. But we have to we we have to understand because like the whole thing about when I was listening to the Chernobyl podcast that went with the mini series, they talked about like if it had happened in America, and putting that in my head, I thought about it like some shitty ass company would absolutely try to hide what went on for their profits, for their shareholders, just the way shitty-ass communists tried to hide what was going on with the Chernobyl incident back in the 80s. The problem, if it happened in the U.S., is that we wouldn't send thousands of fucking people and just throw them without disregard for their their health at it. We would abandon it and just fuck... We wouldn't try to clean it up. That's I I I assume there are people that are working on nuclear energy in a way that is safe, that's totally sustainable. I if it's part of a comprehensive way forward with renewables cool yeah let's do it now I will say of the nuclear reactors we have here in this country they definitely need to be refitted and remodeled because they are fucking old that again a lot of people don't realize nuclear by the way I live not that far from one are no carbon emissions it also creates very little waste. It had an incident. An extraordinarily small long before I got here, but all the nuclear waste it happened. That America's commercial nuclear industry has ever produced, ever in the history of ever, can fit into a single. Oh, and there's all the 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 waste. the The waste is an issue because the way we're storing it is not exactly ethical. Football field. To a depth of fewer than 10 yards. I live next to a fucking super site, too. For example, solar panels create 300 site. more toxic waste than nuclear plants. And 3M dumped a shit ton of chemicals into the Tennessee River. Or compare the waste from nuclear power production with wind turbine blades. My friends back home uh, had fucking coal sludge dumped in their water all their lives. Landfills. These facts are underreported. Uh, but the fact uh, is the, that the that will adversely affect the biology and its environment, they have to be constructed. Impacts on our environment. That's another problem, is that they need to be constructed near water. And this is what happened with Fukushima in Japan, the, the tsunami. An unexpected tsunami, the size that they were were not uh, prepared for, hit the reactor. Yeah, there are all kinds of issues with it, and I wonder who is paying Senator Kennedy to say this. There is no free lunch, Mr. President, as you know, and you don't get one now. 
There are, there are pros and cons of everything. I am pro-free lunch. Um, it is amazing that we do not feed kids in this country at school. ...to nuclear power when it comes to efficiency. That's just a fact. It takes more than... Boggles my mind. Every kid that wants some fucking food should be allowed to have some fucking food. Candy bars, pops, whatever the fuck. ...to produce the same amount of energy... We're the richest country on the planet. Let me say that again. Three million solar panels, 430 wind turbines to produce the same amount of energy as the average nuclear power plant. And these, do, these numbers do not take into account that solar panel, panels, as we know, are useless when the sun... You're, you're exactly right. And that's what everybody's like, well, hold on nuclear, blah, blah, blah. Sure, yes, we want a comprehensive way forward. Nuclear can be part of it. I don't know what this what this issue is. Doesn't shine, and wind turbines are nothing more than expensive paperweights. When the but I mean, this is a dumb fuck. So, um, also underreported, in my judgment, Mr. President, is twenty years after its construction began. That's because of the uh, energy that goes into constructing it. I'm sure some people may think. Uh, Homer Simpson does not run America's... Yes, being well-fed is a cornerstone of effective learning. The industry is constantly evolving to make nuclear power plants safer, to make them more efficient. And windmills fact, cause cancer. Don't come in here. Don't come in here talking about fucking windmills. Just as an example. I'm fucking with you. Small modular reactors are part of a very promising new generation of advanced reactors that can automatically automatically prevent overheating and frankly they produce even less nuclear waste now mr president i want to be clear i still believe in fossil fuels i'm an all of Of course you do energy advocate still getting a hell of a paycheck from Uh, them aren't you is, is fossil fuels america's economy is largest in all of human history and it can't run without oil and gas uh, Louisianians know this, and most Americans know this. You get paid a lot to say that. Our country pretty well by contributing to our energy independence, and I'm very proud of, proud of that. Last year, uh, Louisiana supplied nine percent, nine percent of America's marketed gas. The only reason I played and this is because I wanted to hear him talk about Homer Simpson. As do I think most Americans that giving up on fossil fuels. I'm sorry, I've made you guys sit through. This long of fucking Senator Kennedy's and nothing. Advantage that it has. I want I want America to use every energy. I'm a Simpsons fan. That's the only reason. And uh, that's why nuclear energy. I see nuclear energy as supporting oil and gas, not replacing it. I want to be clear about that. As well, well, yeah, because you're getting paid a hell of a lot of money by the oil and gas industry, uh, sir. Nuclear energy holds such nuclear. Uh, I'm hoping that that my and he's gonna he's gonna make a Homer Simpson reference here, and he said nuclear. It's nuclear. Partisan issue will lend their full throated support to nuclear energy. Um, I'm not saying that renewal renewables uh, don't have their proper place in America's energy policy. They certainly. I, do. I'm into group stuff, so I say I'm the more the merrier. Should get rid of them. I'm certainly not, but we need to acknowledge. Everybody's invited to my orgy. They have limitations in nuclear. We do not discriminate, other than age. Like you know, you got to be of legal age. Renewables, 
As I said, there's no free lunch, and you don't get one now. Now, that, that, for some, some people, that's, that's a, a, a lesson that needs to be repeated. Um, I, I take note, um, I say this gently, but the Democratic Party platform, for example, calls for installing 500 million solar panels, 500 million so, solar panels, and 60,000 yes. wind turbines Yes. over the next five years. This will occupy a lot more land. Oh, you know, you know all those fucking lobbyists are taking him out for free lunch. Getting up here talking to us about free fucking lunches. You're exactly right, Tones. Thank you for pointing that out. This motherfucker gets taken out to... This motherfucker never pays for a goddamn lunch. He's at some fucking lobbying conference here getting to fucking take it out schmoozed there. Sitting around with fucking people like Matthew McConaughey talking about like if they jack off before or after lunch. You know it. And actually create create less energy than building new nuclear reactors. That's a fact. Um, Some small modular nuclear reactors are roughly twice the length of the average school bus. Yep. Twice the length of an average school bus. Wind farms, on the other hand, can eat up more than 19 It's fantastic healthcare. Miles. That's uh, about half the size of Disney World. Half the size of Disney World compared to uh, twice the length of the average school bus. I can't take it. I can't take it. Uh, I'm sorry I even played that clip. But we made some excellent points while we were listening to Old Lady Kennedy. Yes, he's a fucking moron. Yes, yes, the size that it takes to install a nuclear reactor. And as I said, they need to be near water. And then you have to take into account earthquakes, fucking... Uh, hurricanes, holy shit. As we, as we enter a century where we're going to have record storm after record storm, let's build some nuclear reactors. All right, President Biden was in Geneva today to meet with Russian President Vladimir Putin. Apparently, there was multiple media incidents throughout the day, so let's let's see what went on. This was during the actual meeting between the two. The public part of it. This is some sort of incident. The press is getting upset. Wait, like I used his first name just then. What do we all? Should we always call him Vlad? Because Vlad sounds cool. Putin sounds fucking emasculated. Notice, notice the posture of the two. It is very interesting there. 
Notice how like Biden's sitting very statesmanlike. Uh, Putin is sitting like he's on a bus, taking up too much room with his like spread out. They're, they're pretty chilled for some kerfluffle, kerfluffle to be going on with the press right there in front of them. Putin looks kind of bored. Yeah, Vlad sounds too cool. Vlad. Vlad sounds like some dude I'm going to bring over to, like, let dominate me. Putin. Putin is funny. Sir, can you move over? I don't know if they're trying to push the press back or something. I, did somebody throw a shoe? Do go follow the dude that threw the shoe at President Bush, though, on Twitter. He's cool. Does not regret it at all. Both these motherfuckers need shoes thrown at them. I know, I know, I know. This guy's, here. This guy's got him. Oh. Is that his full name? Vladimir Rochit? Vladimir... Oh, fuck it. You know I can't say fucking names and you're throwing names at me. Go away, please. Can you move? Go away, please. Where am I going? I don't want to make a bit out of it because Sam Cedar already did that. Go away, please. It's over? Yes, it's over. It's over. Guys, it's over. I vote for an Olympic sport of shoe throwing. Go away. Go away. I ask you, go away, please. I serve the Soviet Union. Vladimir Ovich. I did not know that. I just thought it was Vladimir. Vladimir Ovich? That's cool. I learned something today. Dog named Booter. Dog named Booter. So let's find out what was going on here. We got, we got some, we've got remarks from Putin and Biden separately. The opening moments of President Biden's summit with Russian President Vladimir Putin devolved into chaos on Wednesday as shoving and yelling broke out among journalists and security officials jostling inside the room where the two leaders were sitting. Journalists pushed and shoved, yelling at each other to move, but no one did. After just a minute or two, Russian security pulled the red rope separating the media from the leaders back to try to keep them away from the president. Russian security yelled at journalists to get out and began pushing journalists. That's what Russian security does. Journalists and White House officials screamed back that the Russian security should stop touching us. Ooh, the Russians were getting a little too handsy where they don't have jurisdiction. Both presidents watched and listened to the media in front of them. They appeared amused by the scene. At one point, Biden leaned over and spoke to the interpreter and smiled. 
That was according to Politico's Anita Kumar. I assume Putin doesn't like being depicted as a clown. Is that a fact? That's cool. I hope they do it in Russia. Fucking Pooh Bear. So Biden was, let me see. I believe this one was first. He snapped at CNN earlier in the day. I think I don't, I may have these backwards. So yeah, this is before the summit. I said, what a gay vegan clown? And the rest of the world reacts to them and it diminishes their standing in the world. I'm not confident of anything. I'm just stating the fact. But given his past behavior... I would buy artwork of Putin as a gay vegan clown. He denied any involvement in cyber attacks. He downplayed human rights abuses. He even refused to say Alexei Navalny's name. So how does that account to a constructive meeting as President, President Putin? President? You don't understand that. You're in the wrong business. If the summit with China next. Who we need to love? Who we need to love quickly? Let's go quickly. You don't understand that. You're in the wrong business, Jack. Mr. Oh, uh, yeah, we're. I know. Oh, we already played some of that. Here we have. Apparently, Biden refused to take questions from only a few sources, and the right wing is outraged by it. Like, it's about a mutual self-interest. I'll take your questions, and as usual, folks, they gave me a list of the people I'm going to call on. So, uh, Jonathan, associate. Of course, his press office gave him a list of the people he was going to call on. It was all pre-approved. I hate to tell Fox News, but that's how it's always worked. That's how it worked with me when I went to the press pool for George W. Bush fucking 15 years ago. I knew I wasn't going to get asked a goddamn question. Jesus. But still, they made a story about it. President Biden was mocked for saying the quiet part out loud on Wednesday when he admitted at the outset of his press conference in Geneva he would only be calling on reporters from a prepared list. I'd love to have some random questions. Fucking Trump didn't take random questions. No president takes random questions. Oh, I'll take random questions. 917-830-4359. Come on here, try to make me look stupid, motherfuckers. Yeah, exactly. Fucking Fox trying to make a story out of nothing. But I mean, I saw them fucking upset over him taking his jacket off because it was hot outside. David Sanger. I thought I just saw David. There he is. For some reason, this made right-wingers heads explode. Uh, In the run-up to this uh, discussion, there's been a lot of talk about the two countries spilling down into a... Oh, he's got a strip for us. Are you ready for content warning, fuckers? You're getting ready to see Joe Biden strip. Anything that would make you think that Mr. Putin has um, decided to move away from his fundamental role as a disruptor 
uh, particularly a disruptor of NATO and the United States. And if I could also just follow up on your description of how you gave him a list of critical... I don't know how there's not somebody running up on stage like, here, sir, let me take your jacket. What the fuck? But why why is Fox News all upset? respond in any way to it. You make a good point. He probably didn't dress him. I'm, I'm assuming Jill dresses him. He's able to take his jacket off. Cyber capability. It's 90 fucking degrees, 95 degrees outside. I don't know what it was in Geneva today. It was it was somewhat pleasant here. It's not very pleasant out west. He was struggling. Well, as I said last night, I'm, I'm not mocking him the way the right wing is, but I mean, let's face it, he's 80 years old. He has lost a step. If he was going to be president, I would have rather him been president fucking five years ago when he actually still like he was he was on top of it you go back and watch interviews with him like the motherfucker's snappy so like this 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 slow old man has indeed lost a step i i totally admit to that you need to move it in a more aggressive way this is a shell of what he used to be and you, uh, and hey, thirty years ago he was he was pivy. Cold War. I didn't like any of the shit he said thirty years ago, especially when he was like riding the wave of the blue dog Democrats. Ten years apart. This is not a kumbaya moment. Is but it? like he he could talk. It's like, let's hug and love each other, but it's clearly not in anybody's interest. Yeah, Biden used to sling his dick around. That was the problem. Is Biden used to swing his dick around a lot, and then he would knock some shit over with his dick, and everybody would laugh at him. And that's why he never got to be president that until now. Mean he's ready to quote figuratively lay down his arms and say, He was just the last of the good old boys club that they could pick from. Concerned about being quote encircled. In the in the situation we in fact uh, that we found ourselves in. Now let's take a listen to Vladimir Putin. A toolbox indeed. I will give you that. Listen to Putin. Uh, Say something incredibly interesting that I will be more than happy to throw up into the faces of any right winger. I don't know what we're going to get here if we got closed captioning or if we've got somebody translating for us. He would respond if cyber attacks from Russia do not stop. I'm curious, what did he tell you? Did he make any threats? And a quick 89 degrees, that's, fuck, that's shit, you're standing in the direct sun. I'd want to take my jacket off, too. Or jailed is long. I'd take my jacket off, I'd be rolling my sleeves up, I'd be unbuttoning the shirt. An end to corruption, but Russia has outlawed that organization, calling it extremists. And you have now prevented anyone who supports him to run for office. So my question is, Mr. President, what are you so afraid of? Getting asked about Alexei Navalny. Okay. Once more, let me reiterate what was already said about various... (laughs) Putin. Putin. And about people who are positioning themselves as the non-systemic opposition. I already answered your colleague from CNN, man. It sounds a lot like poutine, which is a decent dish. We should not soil it. 
Oh god, I'm like Poo Teen. Got a kid. Pa Ooh, ten. It sounds like one of those like did you ever have one of the oh, This was This was when I was working as a kids photographer. There was this so of course you didn't have one when you were a kid. It was like the the early two thousands. There was this little um worm and it had buttons on the side of it that had like you you could like make it say the consonants or the vowels and everything but if you if you made it you know f-u-c or i think it was f-u-c it might have been f-u-k you can make it go fuck i used to do that all the time in the walmart as like a 19 20 year old laugh my fucking ass off don't do drugs kids But uh, this is the, the, the law of the genre, so I have to answer your question, please. I'll do it again. The United States has adopted a law in accordance with which the U.S. has said that they will support various political organizations in Russia. At the same time, they made, they made an announcement that the Russian Federation is an enemy. They've spoken publicly saying that they will restrain the development of Russia. Here's a question. What organizations, what political organizations of the United States and other members of the Western community, uh, which organizations should be supported in uh, Russia, especially if, we're, if, if they're paying for them? We're just like the Americans back the way the Americans did back in the 1930s. We're calling them foreign agents. Uh, but it's not prohibited. Ooh. They're not prohibited from working. They can continue to operate. Uh, foreign agents don't need to stop operating. If it's if they are extremist in nature, then that's another issue. The organization that you mentioned has been has publicly called for a mass disorder. They have publicly called for breaking the the law. Uh, that called for minors to participate. Now I want you to follow closely. The organizations that Putin is speaking about, I would assume right-wingers are on the side of, you know, Freedom, Hong Kong, all that shit. Apparently, right-wingers are really big into protesting the government unless it's BLM here in this country. But I assume they're on the side of the organizations protesting Putin in Russia. ...in activities that were against the law, and uh, they were talking about... <laughs> using Molotov cocktails against the authorities as, as well, including against police. Uh, America just recently had very severe events after well-known events after the, after the killing, the killing of an African-American. I, Putin speaks English, like, not well, I assume, but, like, he understands, like, motherfucker's smart. I assume he understands English. So you might be right. Like, he might know enough to know that, like, the translator makes him sound like a, a pussy. And an entire movement developed known as Black Lives Matter. I'm not going to comment on that, but here's what I do want to say. What we saw was disorder, destruction, violations of the law, etc. Et we feel sympathy for the United States of America, but we don't want that to happen on our territory. And we're doing our utmost in order to not allow it to happen. And uh, some fears has nothing to do with anything. Please. 
Could you give me the microphone, please? You didn't answer my question, sir. If all of your political opponents are dead, in prison, poison, doesn't that send a message that you do not want a fair political fight? Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> That's exactly the message he wants to send. Yes, yes. As for who is killing whom or throwing whom in jail? It's you. People came to the U.S. Congress with political demands. 400 people. Over 400 people had criminal charges uh, placed on them. They uh, faced prison sentences of up to 20, maybe even 25 years. They're being called domestic terrorists. They're being accused of a number of other crimes. Uh, 70 of them were arrested right away after the events, and 30 of them are This is why this is fascinating, that he's actually taking hard questions. On what grounds. And as for the, n nobody from the official authorities has informed us about it. Absolutely, this is 100, what he is saying is so fucking, like, and it's cutting both sides. Like, it can be used by the right against the left. It can be used by the left against the right. Like, this motherfucker is good. Some people some people died. And uh, one of the people that died, they were simply shot on the spot by uh, the police, although they were not threatening the police with any weapons. In many countries... See, there you go. He's stoking the right wing right there. In our country, I'd like to stress once more that we sympathize with what happened in the United States, but we have no desire to wow. happen in our country. That is, that is so cagey. Fuck, he's good. <laughs> like, no, no, no. He is a shit human being. Absolute shit, corrupt individual. But man, he is intelligent as fuck. And trained to, like, trained by the KGB to do exactly that and do it so effectively. Holy shit. Let's see what Biden had to say about the actual meeting with Putin. Uh, well, I've just finished the, uh, the last meeting of this week's long trip, uh, the U.S.-Russian summit. And I know there were a lot of hype around this meeting. Can you be a dumb yet effective killer? I want to say yes. I would say there are idiot savant killers. Yes. I would say there are people that are dumb in every other aspect of their lives and are just amazing at killing. Yes. I fucking there are hunters in Appalachia that prove that correct, I do believe. But it's pretty straightforward to me, the meeting. One, there's no substitute, as those of you who have covered me for a while know, for face-to-face -face dialogue between leaders. None. And President Putin and I had a uh, share unique responsibility to manage the relationship between two powerful and proud countries, a relationship that uh, has to be stable and predictable. I'm worried that murder porn is teaching a whole generation of people how to fucking get away with murder I worry about some of my friends sometimes some of the shit they say you people and your fucking Netflix murder documentaries yeah 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 those 
Discovery, like, uh, what, uh, what's that channel? ID Discovery or whatever the fuck. Shows that shit like 24-7. I, only like, I like court stuff anyway, so, like, I've watched, you know, like, Making a Murder or whatever the fuck that was called. So I like courtroom drama. I don't give a shit about your, like, reality show bullshit. Clearly, I watch fucking courtroom shit here on the show. And it should be able to, we should be able to cooperate where it's in our mutual interest. <laughs> I know you were, Winch. I want a President Putin to understand why I say what I say and why I do what I do. And how we'll respond to specific, to specific kinds of actions that harm America's interest. Now, I told President Putin my agenda is not against Russia or anyone else. It's for the American people. Fighting COVID-19, rebuilding our economy, reestablishing relationships around the world, our allies and friends, and protecting the American people. That's my responsibility as president. I yeah, also I don't like that no president of the United States could Biden's Biden's speech in contrast to Putin's, like Putin's was so effective. To stand up for the universal... In just sheer rhetoric, I stand in awe of what Putin did. In our view, that's just part of the DNA of our country. Like, what the fuck, like... So human rights is going to always be on the... T- Biden ain't doing shit except coming out and doing the normal, like, rah-rah USA platitudes that worked for presidents throughout the 90s. I think we're in a different stage of politics, and Biden is not up to that challenge. It doesn't mean that the administration doesn't have competent people in it, because it does. Now, here's the story that we have all been waiting for. Last night, we played the clip of the Fox News reporter from Houston that said that she was going to expose... Her employer, live, I'm sorry, not live, was going to expose her employer to Project Veritas. She said it live on air before her package airing on, I think it was the 6 o'clock news. I, the, the thing about Russia with the whole Navalny being imprisoned right now, we definitely need to take a strong stance on that. I'm not sure who the Iceman is. I, 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 it has to be, right? There are idiot savant killers out there. Last night we played the story of the Fox 26 reporter who said that she was going to expose the corruption of her employer, who is Fox News, so of course they are corrupt. There's probably something to what she has to say. Let's see here. This is, it's probably like a 15 minute piece. Fox came at my throat. Woo, woo, sorry. for standing up against censorship. In my opinion, you failed as a reporter. From the inside, yes, there's a narrative. Yes, it is unspoken. But if you accidentally step outside the narrative, if you don't sense what that narrative 
First of all, did you think that we were going to get a video that wasn't highly edited from Project Veritas? Not even edited well to tell us a story. I'm so ready for this, but they aren't going to actually provide us with any information. It is, mm-hmm. and go with it. There will be grave consequences for you. It's not just about the viewers. It's about what our CEO reads. It's about what our GM reads. My question is very simple. Why are you doing this? It affects... About what your bosses want, yes. The viewers are being deceived by a carefully crafted narrative in some stories. By Fox News, yes. That seems sort of a racially charged statement to make. I want out of this narrative news telling. I want out of of this corruption. Are you afraid of doing this? I haven't had a lot of fear about it. I'm I'm so horrified. Sounds like you're bitching about capitalism, ma'am. It's a common problem with the right. Insider Fox 26 reporter Ivory Hecker blowing the whistle on her own network's bias. Hecker felt compelled to come forward and shine a light on what she says is Fox 26 being, quote, deceptive to viewers. Fox came out. Okay, where's where's this corruption? This is the second time we've heard that Fox Fox came at her throat. Is prioritizing corporate interests above the viewers' interests and therefore operating. Ma'am, you're upset about capitalism. The corporation you worked for prioritized its corporate interests over the viewers. No shit! Capitalism. You're upset about capitalism. Being in a deceptive way. I have passed on Bitcoin stories. You need to stand for something or fall for anything. You're saying to a man who has been convicted of lying. I'm a reporter. Um, God damn. Primarily on the five o'clock news, also six o'clock news. And why have you chosen to come forward? What's happening within Fox Corp is an operation of prioritizing corporate interests above the viewers' interests and therefore operating in a deceptive way. Viewers are being deceived about some of the things that are going on. From my experience, my news... Yes, yes, they are. Absolutely. You know, a lot of our meetings are about, well, how does this play to black people? Hecker says Fox 26 suppression of news. That's James O'Keefe, isn't it? Many times was based on their viewer demographics. I have passed on Bitcoin stories by almost every single. The interviewer is James O'Keefe, right? The motherfucking fraudster himself. Are you making a joke and you knew it was O'Keefe? Like, I'm like verifying. Yeah, 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 that's O'Keefe. I wasn't exactly sure. Didn't know what he looked out like without his pimp outfit on.
Oh, this isn't what I want. There's a video where he like dances to a parody of Prince's controversy. Reporter for our five o'clock audience because that's not our five o'clock audience. So there are lots of reasons. If I know our numbers are tanking from five to six, and in one particular segment, uh, uh, you know, an older woman, whatever, I may say, yeah, the Bitcoin for for African American audience of five, it's probably not going to play. That's a choice I'm making. Yes. What does she mean by that? Research is done to study who, who, what sort of demographic groups watch each newscast. And it was found that, uh, according to her, that some of our biggest audience at five is poor black people. And she has decided that poor black people don't care about Bitcoin. That seems sort of a racially charged statement to make on her behalf. She chose to kind of divert to the to the story of Bitcoin herself. Hecker goes on to explain how she believes Fox 26... The, this is what goes on in newsrooms. As someone who's been in newsrooms for most of his career, in general, we have that's, that's how editorial decisions are made. Of, ...of Dr. Stella Emanuel talking about hydroxychloroquine in July of 2020. You don't need to be afraid. COVID has a cure. Yes, this woman is a nut job. Hydrochloroquine, hydroxychloroquine is not an effective treatment for COVID. I would like to say that again. Now, the right-wingers are back on this bullshit about it because there was a study that was redacted, or retra- retracted, I'm sorry, not redacted, retracted because there wasn't enough information. It was getting censored. That that study has been republished, came to the same conclusion. Stunned by that. My boss Multiple other stories came to the same conclusion. That they were censoring this. Dart brought up that. Who's Dart? Oh, Dart is Susan's boss, our station president. And Dart on that call, he said, look, it's obvious why this is getting censored. President Trump said that hydroxychloroquine works. He retweeted her. And whatever he does... Everyone wants to do the opposite. That's Who what, said that, that? That's what Dart said. So the story aired. We talked about we talked about a recent NIH study where hydroxychloroquine was found to neither be harmful or helpful. But I added that to the story, and Susan the next day said it was a very well-rounded, great story. But after I was done putting that story together, I made a separate social media post about censorship itself. And I said, look, we just witnessed unprecedented censorship across the social media monopoly, her, her being censored. That's an alarming precedent that was just set. So this was She's like a, a nut job. That was a turning point for me. This, yeah. Uh, Dr. I mean, that Stella. Was, yeah. What, what Putting out misinformation. Was how Fox reacted. Fox came at my throat for standing up against censorship. Why do you think let's let's and once again, this is not censorship. So if we're taking Facebook, Facebook is a company that has responsibility to its shareholders, and it is in Facebook's best interest, business decision, to remove misinformation when there's a public uproar about it. You're complaining about capitalism again. Why do you think they came at you so hard? Here's the thing. From the inside, yes, there's a narrative. Yes, it is unspoken. But if you accidentally step outside the narrative, if you don't sense what that narrative is mm-hmm. and go with it, 
there will be grave consequences for you. And this story with... Allow, allow me to translate what she just said. If you come at them with some fucking bullshit, they're going to laugh in your face. Is what proves that? That's a, you know, that's a great question. And the answer is yes, we have used it. I mean, we know that it's a drug that has been politicized up to the wazoo. Uh, we used it. We used it with good success. I, I asked that question because I was getting those tips from the viewers. Who is that and dude? That was, that was a story, by the way, that Susan and Lee sent me there to cover the COVID treatments at that hospital. I just wasn't supposed to ask that question. To cease and desist posting about hydroxychloroquine. In my opinion, you failed as a reporter. To you did. More if you were going to post about hydroxychloroquine, hydroxychloroquine that you didn't look it up and look at the latest post the latest research about it read the article well that seems like a perfectly plausible critique on july 23rd before that doctor you know went viral i mean you didn't refer to any of that that study makes him more news i was aware of that study which is why I posted him what because he, I referenced it okay. in my story about Dr. Emanuel. She's shutting down a, a news story that's that's actually happening, and that's just that's just one of many news. No, stories. no, no, no! You're wanting to have been shut down. further some right wing bullshit narrative that you read about on the internet. I have and an actual news person told you you're full of shit. But Fox said you've got to stop being a bias this is the opposite of catering to the audience the audience well, now this is your next tommy laren this is your next right wing darling is not covering it at all does that build trust in the news no that alienates the viewers they are left she pulled this stunt because she saw what uh charlo green did a few years ago quitting and starting her uh cannabis company simply trying to report the news this motivated her to secretly record her supervisors vice president and news director susan schiller and assistant news director lee meyer everything's going to be under the microscope you're not posting anything without susan or i signing off on it industry executives are the people who hire us and keep us employed. That's the yep. that you need to make a difference to you. Yes, your bosses expect something of you. And like this this is the thing that upsets me. Is like, do you know who has been more obstinate towards their employer? Nobody has been more obstinate towards their employers than me. Me. I have certainly not been rewarded for it. Ma'am. You, you're there to do a job, and your job is to further what they want you to report on. You're not an independent. You work for a fucking company. Just about the viewers. It's about what our CEO reads. It's about up until today. GM is general manager. What does that mean to you? That means that corporate values are above the the viewers interests so in journalism school we are taught your first loyalty is to the citizen that that right there is saying we don't abide by journalism we abide by corporate values it appears hecker wasn't alone yes when our undercover journalists caught up with hecker's houston fox 26 crew 
they weren't shy about the bias they also felt existed at the network. You're at Fox 26? Yeah. How come you guys are like the all vaccine all the time channel? We hire producers, which are the ones that write the show, mm -hmm. that are right out of college, about 25 years old. They don't pay them. Okay, let's, 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 let's make it perfectly clear. Do they write the show? Yes. They write the copy in the scripts. They format the scripts. They're not the ones putting the information together, I assure you. And they are fresh out of college. They don't get paid squat. They're overworked and underpaid. I've seen it with my own fucking eyes. Just like this fucking photographer's underpaid. They just regurgitate what they're fed. And so uh, that's how it ends up being that. It's, it's low-hanging fruit. It's not like this top-down. No, no. It's, it's low-hanging fruit. They're doing vaccines across town. Well, let's go get video of that. And at first, it's like, yeah, it's, it's a big deal. Uh, you know, when the vaccine first comes out. No, no, it's a big deal now. Now is the time. When de demand was high when they first came out. Now is the time that you do the vaccine pushes. Now is the time to talk about it. For most people, okay? But the fact that they are choosing to avoid any negative press about about it. They're not going and, and looking at viewers' legitimate concerns and really looking looking to get answers. If you want to get vaccinated, that's great. Um, if you don't want to get vaccinated... No, 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 no. You should get vaccinated because it's the only way this is going to be over. Use the venue of news to try to... Um, use the venue of news to relay information to the people that they should go get vaccinated. Yes, ma'am. That was the de the journalism school's definition of propaganda. Is exactly. Legitimate concerns is bullshit. So how does that work? Who buys that space? We're in a time CDC? Yeah. Yeah. And I think about everybody is going that And this is with any station. I'm not, I'm not just going to say Fox 26. Yeah, no, everybody. ABC, KPR, I just watch TV. I just see it all day, every day. The whole time, it's like, let's be safe. How much money are they spending to do that, though? It's a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah, they spend the money. They spend the money because they can't. Yes, they're buying PSAs on the on the station. They pay more though to get all that time. Yeah. They do like yeah. so. They would pay more than Mercedes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then the thing about it, you never imagine the clients that fight over positions to get into something. But they take all the. They're positions. like, all right, I'll pay y'all this. This part looks like a gambling ah. No, they don't. Yeah, it's a bidding war. So if you and know who what, wins the bidding war? The highest mother. Pay. Who's the highest mother? <laughs> Whoever want to take the <laughs> vaccines are a, a that's how this for Fox. I mean, how ad time at a TV station works. Yes, the the vaccines they need to be advertised somewhere. They can be advertised on Fox. Fox gets paid for that. So you've got to you know as a viewer you've got to look at who is who is advertising on this TV station, and you've got to realize that. Surely this TV station doesn't want to hurt its advertisers. When Hecker's Fox 26 colleagues were asked if Fox 26 would ever adjust news coverage based on its advertisers, even they admitted... They do. A lot of stuff can happen, unquote. So could the 
ad council call you and be like, hey, I want to run all these spots. The ad council isn't the one influencing their... That's the weirdest thing. The fucking CDC, the ad council, they aren't fucking influencing the coverage on the news station. But let me goddamn tell you, the car lot that advertises incessantly on your fucking local station, they influence the coverage on your local station. But does stuff like that ever happen? And the local car dealership is bound to be Republican, almost certainly. And their political opinions are going to be reflected in the coverage on that station every single time. So Ad Council would be paying Fox after Fox gave a tax-deductible donation to Ad Council? What's particularly concerning about the Ad Council posts is they don't come off as ads. It's not blatant that it's an ad um, and it's actually paid advertising. So it's a little, it's You're a little deceptive. You're saying it's clear that it's an yeah, ad. It's, yeah, it's a little deceptive as far as whether it is an ad. Oh, these motherfuckers talking about deceptive. It's a PSA. But you always hope that if the news had to cover a story about it. Those are called public service announcements. Unbiasedly. But there is definitely a conflict of interest. You mentioned about advertisers. Does the news wow. need advertisers to exist? They do. That's, that's their primary source of funding. Is that compatible with telling the news? There's always that concern that the corporate... Comrade O'Keefe over here. ...too much to advertising or self-censor mm-hmm. to make sure they don't lose any advertisers. Mm-hmm. A reasonable viewer might conclude Fucking wow. a Fox reporter like Ivory might be doing this just... Hey, Ivory, that's the exact reason that I'm not on a fucking AM station right now. And a lot of people are going to be watching this and speculating, saying things. You'll even have some critics. My question is very simple. Why are you doing this? It affects the viewers. That's why I'm doing this. She is doing it for attention. The viewers are being deceived by a carefully crafted narrative in some stories, okay? In, in some areas, they do fantastic jobs. Yes, yes, capitalism has that effect. Stories have an incredible slant, and if you accidentally step outside it, you, you, they try to internally destroy you. As, as I've witnessed firsthand, that affects the viewers. That does not just affect me. Are you afraid of doing this? I haven't had a lot of fear about it. I'm, I'm so horrified mm-hmm. at what the news business has, has stooped to. At this point, I want out mm-hmm. of of this this narrative. News. Yes, you saw a fucking paycheck of this going to the fucking blaze. That's a strong word. I want out of the corruption. Maybe Project Veritas is going to toss you a paycheck without without fear of whether it, it fits the corporate. Young narrative. Americans for Liberty, one of those organizations. Compatible with journalism. Absolutely, mm-hmm. it's very sad. Seriously. And you're not the only capitalism one. is incompatible with journalism. Spoken to other people who may or may not do what you're doing, who work for other stations and news operations and news organizations. What is your message to those people? You need to stand for something or fall for anything. And journalism is so important. If you look at history, it is so important to to go after go after the stories that that your viewers are craving answers to, to keep that loyalty to the viewers and to the truth. And if you allow yourself to be uh, guided through a, a, a corporate narrative, to be used as a tool of, of corporate narrative, corporate news narrative, corporate news co- propaganda, 
whatever you want to call it, then you may very well be contributing to the problems that begin to develop uh, in a society that develops a censored press. Ivory Hecker is ready to pursue a career in independent journalism where she can report the news without fear or favor. If you work in media and see corruption, email us at veritastips at pro. Guys, I work in media and I see corruption right here in front of me. Should I email veritastips at protonmail.com? I think I'm going to, actually. I do want to make a push to get more right-wingers on here. I want... I'm, I'm... I contacted an organization that's supposed to be about, you know, friendly debate, and I'm hoping they are going to provide me with a pipeline to some libertarians. I was told they had plenty of libertarians, and I'm like, ooh, I'll take libertarians. Libertarians are idiots that don't know that they're right-wingers. All right, here's a crazy one for you. An Olympic hopeful blames a burrito for her positive drug test. Shelby Hollihan, the middle distance runner who currently holds two U.S. records, says she's been banned from the Tokyo Olympics after testing positive for the steroid Nandrolone. Probably fucked that one up. Hollahan says she's queen and is blaming the test result on a pork burrito she got from a food truck. I blamed a lot of things on burritos I've gotten from a food truck before, but not failing a drug test. Anti-doping officials don't agree with the runner. They've handed Hollahan a four-year ban just before the U.S. Olympic trials for the track and field team will begin in Eugene, Oregon this weekend. Allahan, 28, is now banned from this uh, year's Summer Olympics as well as the Paris Olympics in 2024. She pledged to fight the ban, which would sideline her during what she, uh, during what would, during what could be the prime years of her career. See what she had to say here. Oh, we're not watching all this. Um, since I started running when I was five years old, I've had dreams of running professionally, setting records. I don't want your emotive argument. Allahan was given a provisional suspension in January when the Athletics Integrity Unit informed her that a test sample from December 15th had come back positive for the steroid. Since then, she said she's tried to establish her innocence in a variety of ways, including a food log she compiled after learning of the test. After reviewing what she ate, Hollahan said, we concluded that most likely explanation was a burrito purchased and consumed approximately 10 hours before the test from an authentic Mexican food truck that serves pig offal near my house. Hollahan is pointing to studies that show nandrololone occurs naturally in some pigs. Experts who spoke with NPR say a link is possible, but is not so clear-cut. 
An associate professor at Johns Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health says the steroid would unlikely be found in pork. That expert is not an expert on anabolic steroids. He has an authority on the drugs that are used in animal production, especially for pork, chicken, and other meats. Dr. Heather Fowler, who leads the National Report Board's division, you would think she would oversee poultry with a name like Fowler. National Pork Board's Division of Producer and Public Health has said that while uncastrated boars have been linked to nandrololone test results in the past, the meat from those animals makes up only a sliver of the market. Allahan also says that the testing process was flawed. Sounds like excuses to me. All right. Go ahead and bring it on home. Here's a video of some some bears. A bear and her cub. This is coming to us from Asheville, North Carolina. Look at the cute little baby. Oh, it's climbing on the fence. I started off the show tonight talking about how, if you did not know, you can just go into any animal shelter. They don't have bears, I don't think. And you can just pet the kitties. You can pet the kitties. You can grab a leash, take a puppy out for a walk, and I highly encourage it. You guys know I'm an animal lover. That's why we always end on an animal video. Little bears. So, if you've got the time, do drop by your local shelter. I highly encourage it. All right, that's going to do it for me tonight. If you are watching on Twitch, we're going to head over to Echoplex Media. It's a Wednesday night. It's a freaking Wednesday, so that means it's the Intellectual Dollar Tree, one of my favorite shows. Dave is still on the music right now, but will be on momentarily. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freak, and we will see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol. Live.